0: Let's get putrescent. Yeah, you ready to get all crazy and stuff? I'm crazy ready to with talk with comics from before you were born. can you dig it? <laughs> Backthong, Earthlets! My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 110th episode of Space Spirit oh, 2000, ah. a podcast where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. This episode we are covering in 2000 AD for February 1984, progs 354-357. 3, this week, Slain takes to the skies. DR and Quinch get drafted. The killing continues. And we'll get to meet Citizen Snork. Oh, man. It's definitely. definitely a
1: big nose on
0: that guy. Uh, (laughs) Super big. Yeah, and if you want to read along with us, you'll find the comics we're covering today in Judge Dredd, The Complete Case, Files 7, Strong Team Dog, SD Agency, Files 2, Rogue Trooper, Tales of New Earth 2, Slain Warriors, Dawn, and the Complete DR and Quench.
1: Yay! I like DR and Quench, man. It's only getting better. They're
0: flubbdarius, for sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. But before, before we get there, let's do some action with Through One Slain. Speaking of homicidal maniacs. Always. Script Robot, Pat Mills. Art Robot, Mike Mc, Mick McMahon. leg Robot, Tom Frame. So,
1: <laughs> I guess the way that you kind of deal with a uh, uh, Ballroom Blitz Involving swords is with a giant axe to a bunch of people's faces.
0: Yeah, and the and the droon in the backs at everyone attack, turn into a ballroom blitz. <laughs> ballroom blitz. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we pick up in the midst of a giant fight as the Drune Lord Sloch Throt and his skull swords are attacking an innocent village and Slain ain't having that. No, um, Time to the, chop up some dudes. Yeah, the fighting continues. Slothrat tells his goons he wants slain alive, and slain is knocked out by the handle of a sword when his axe gets caught in a wall.
1: I gotta say, like, mad props to the, to the skull sword who grabs his sword by the sword and yeah. smacks him in the back of the head with it. I'm like, that's gotta, like,
0: not feel that's, great. Yeah, heads-up play for sure. That's why you gotta wear those metal gauntlets, you know, so you can turn that sword around whack a dude with it
1: what i'm talking about
0: yeah Um, so they toss water on slain to de-warp him and slain hears thrott's offer basically be his personal battle smiter or bodyguard and he'll be well paid and the village will get enough food to last through the winter refuse and the town will be burned to the ground and he'll be and he'll get the blood eagle so I, uh, I love, he agrees.
1: <laughs> I, I love. He's just like, uh, and if I refuse, he's like, I mean, you know,
0: all the evil shit, so. yeah, just as bad as it can be. Like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go then. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Slain agrees, and he, Uko, Slowthrot, and the goons all head by head to a nearby dolmen, which is this big ass series of like standing stones, and you know, just sort of Stonehenge looking things. Not actually Stonehenge, but Stonehenge. Uh, Yes. Which traps earth energy and fills up enough of it to cause a sailing ship to rise into the air and fly. Oh, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, cue uh, Final Fantasy I uh, airship music.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's also like it's a death ship, right? Like, uh, yeah, so this I one's way. way
0: on. Yeah, way eviler than any Final Fantasy uh, <laughs> uh, airship, I must say. Oh, wait, no, except maybe the airships the start of Final Fantasy IV when, 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 oh, when yeah, Cecil's in charge room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty yeah. evil, evil airship. Oh, man. I like you, Conrad. Fucking nerds, bro. <laughs> 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 anyway, the ship takes off and flies. It's cool. The ship's going north, and ok- but a- and as they fly, Oko makes a fair point. Like, if Slough Throt is worried, is worried enough to hire Slain, he's probably in some pretty big trouble.
1: <laughs> I... There was this part in the first page where they're flying and they see all this nature below them, and Uko uh, like barfs over the edge. I was really hoping the next like little picture yeah, they, would be like the squirrel that they show just getting barfed.
0: <laughs> they definitely don't follow it up, which is a bummer. But yeah, we're we're up, up and away in my beautiful flying ship. A lot of singing oh, in this episode, I guess. Beautiful. <laughs> so we sort of, we're, we're flying around on this ship. We get some home life of Slough Throt where he gets pissed at being brought fresh meat instead of old decayed meat because I mean, he's a droon yeah. and all smelly. <laughs> Which I guess just means that you eat rotten shit. Yep. Among other things, I guess. And we oh. learn that Thrott has hired Slain because he fears someone, but it's not here. It's not clear who. We go I on mean, a tour. Yeah.
1: You kind of get it already.
0: You can definitely start picking it up for sure. On a tour of the ship, we see that that the hold is full of these cages of the half dead, like these zombie warriors. Several of whom seem to be uh, Slain's old buddies. On deck, Thrott is growing increasingly paranoid. He accuses the guy who dropped a barrel of attempting to assassinate him.
1: And you know how you deal with that, right, Counterhead?
0: I mean, the obvious way, of course. You tie them to the crow's nest of the ship, and then use your powers to summon a big flock of crows that eats the guy alive. Which,
1: really, I mean, the irony of it all—irony.
0: I mean, irony. He, like, it's a crows whatever. that's got crows. It's sort of an Atlantis More set kind yeah. of irony, I'd say. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just sort of like two things happening, I guess. <laughs>
1: Jesus. There we go.
0: Yeah. So uh, anyhow the next day a storm whips up and the ship starts to lose like power basically. So they got to sacrifice a bull
1: of course, um, like you always bring a sacrificial bull on. You an have to have
0: ship. a when you're flying your airship, you got to have a whole bunch of bulls on board, so you could periodically sacrifice them to keep your ship powered up. It's like yes. having it's like having an extra tank of gas in your car. And you just got to <laughs> pop over and like refill the tank periodically because you can't stop like as you're driving because you're like in the desert or something. I don't know. Oh God. Um, Anyhow, and I mean, like, to be to be fair, like your average sailing ship would have um, like live animals aboard it, sure. um, just because it's way easier. To, it, it, it ends up being easier to keep like a bull alive, as or a, a, a an animal alive as you traveled than to preserve meat for that long, for instance. Um, but anyhow. <laughs> Conrad, real facts no. that's just me knowing stuff um <laughs>
1: just so, real real sailing facts with conrad
0: yeah oh, i got a lot so they go to bring the bull one of the bulls on deck but all the bulls get loose and they start stampeding around the deck of the ship that's as the, good yeah as the bull as the bulls run Uko realizes that thrott must be worried about another drone, and uh slothrott admits that he's hiding from slough Feg, the evil guy we met a couple times times and now protect me and slane takes the bull by the horns
1: and then into a uh like a weird contraption where he then bashes its skull in and yeah yeah yeah
0: what yeah. the sky ship lists around as slane drags the bull into this block and cuts the bull's head off i'd say um Ugh. the uh, then all the other bulls on the ship go uh, see a dragon and begin an open world adventure it's very nice um, <laughs> popular game <laughs> The the joke I always make when someone gets their head when someone gets executed wow. in uh, 2080 really really great <laughs> just Skyrim constantly uh, the yes. blood manages to refresh the weird stones that power the ship and Throt crows at his victory over Feg but before Slain can get more answers out of Throt they're attacked by some Skyblades oh it's so cool
1: <laughs> oh man I guess like what. What is uh, a skyship complete, if not for a
0: Norse-esque uh, Nor- war yeah, band? Viking Sky Pirates. They got three oh, ships. that's so good. It's real good. They're, all the ships are led by mighty heroes. And, and Mike McMahon goes crazy drawing all these guys to... Ooh, it's neat. They start lowering baskets full of warriors onto Slain's <laughs> boats to gather acorns for Vodin. That's, uh, you know, heads. You know what I'm saying yay um anyhow yeah so uh, there's also guys sliding down on grappling hooks and these guys only fear the sla- the uh, straw death fox and that's to die in bed and with slain around there's no fear of that and i just gotta keep calling out uh M- mcmahon's art here everything is so awesome just as these fight oh, scenes yeah. go out and stuff you know, they're so, like, they're like impressionistic almost, or I, like, I don't know, I have trouble describing it, but just like the, uh, the way he draws these guys and just the way the art comes together is really amazing. Um, it's
1: intensity, right? Like, yeah. There's, there's never a shot of just like uh, someone standing around. It's like I'm sliding down a rope. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm slain. I'm cutting that rope. The guy's looking at him cutting the rope. And then the next thing is him just
0: falling to his There's head. so much action going on at once. Yeah. The battle in the sky continues as the sky blades start ramming Slain's ship. Uh, they'll have to release the half-dead. So Slain basically ends up dropping a cage full of zombie warriors onto the decks of one of the sky <laughs> of, of, of one of the Skyblades, and it crashes Blade. just as it gets overrun by just a swarm of zombie uh killers, you know? Not um, not a great situation to be in if you're on that boat. Absolutely not. Yeah, so the deck of so another Skyblade crashes into Slain's ship and the two f- forces just like start a hand-to-hand melee across the two decks of the ship and it just like to me it looks a lot like one of those big like crazy renaissance paintings like almost Mm -hmm. like um like the final judgment in the sistine chapel or something where there's just like a thousand tiny little details going on this massive full page battle that's just two sides against each other in this furious melee you know stabbing
1: the hell out of each other it's really it's awesome
0: really amazing <laughs> so so one of the skyblades tries to get slain to switch sides but he words the offer poorly and instead just sort of reopening slain's daddy issues <laughs> yeah
1: don't don't mention that like the son and uh, you could
0: be like my son yeah you're you you, if like if you were as brave as my son i'd be proud it's like my dad sucked i hate you like whoa (laughs) geez (laughs) hey man you're
1: deflecting really hard here i I wanted to offer you like food and and stuff but all right i gotta kill you
0: now (laughs) i mean okay um so they keep fu- so the battle's raging but the second skyship is coming alongside and they got no hope if that shows up the drones confer you know what to do but you must do it before slain can stop you i
1: don't know what they're going to do i'll be honest
0: something gross and magical i'd imagine next time chariots of fire oh man slain's so good it's real good dude just good good hand-to-hand combat good sword and sorcery stuff like this this flying ship thing is really interesting just sort of like taking it to the next level like magical junk you know
1: (laughs) yeah well i like how this whole month has just been and here's how you fight in a skyship and uh and like i don't know every every time he's sort of done with a segment of like moving right yeah his mammoth gets eaten by villagers, and it's like, well, now what's he gonna do? Oh well, don't worry, we're gonna put him on a skyship, and I'm like, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's really just yeah. It keeps up in these anties of uh, crazy slaying vehicles and stuff for sure. Yeah, yes. I'm super excited about it. Hey, speaking of uh, taking a job with a force that maybe you aren't quite sure about, oh. it's <laughs> thrill to
1: Dr. and
0: Quinch. Script robot for DR and Quinch, Alan Moore, Art Robot Alan Davis, Letter Robot Steve Potter. So, in a in a failed brainwashing-based attempt <laughs> to break up uh, Waldo D.R. Dobbs from his new girlfriend, Cryosprasia, um, Ernest Quinch has instead unleashed the murderous crazy Chrissy upon the world?
1: Um, Which is a beautiful thing to behold. She really just wants to murder everybody now. She
0: is a lovely lady with naught but murder in her heart. <laughs> it's real good. They're blasting their way to this theater where DR is giving a big monologue that, like, in a play that her dad is putting on. Yeah. The monologue's kind of fun because it's a mashup of like three different Shakespeare quotes while holding up a skull. Jesus. What light through yonder window breaks... It's Crazy Chrissy blasting everyone to Kingdom Come. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: busts in with a fucking flying car. Yeah. Shooting she, she Shooting the
0: everybody. Idea. Yes. She uppercuts her own dad when he asks what this is all about. And when the, sp- and, uh, when the space cops show up, and yes, the space cops are warthog dudes. Um, oh man, they're pigs! Do you get yeah, it? I, it's it's real, real, real hidden. Um, Dr is forced to finger either Chrissy or Quinch for all the damage, and he accuses Chrissy because even though like Dr is a is a homicidal space maniac, he knows that it's always space bros before space hoes. Oh um, man. Sad but true. <laughs> Quinch gives Dr. a new thorium bomb, and they ride off into the tactical nuclear sunset together.
1: Oh, yay! Best friends forever.
0: Something. Um, Dr. and Quinch. So next up, Dr. and Quinch wake up drunk, like amazingly, fantastically drunk, but quickly sober up by when a letter from the draft board appears on their front door. Oh man! They I arrive. Guess at, they're in the army now. I guess. I don't know how it all works. Um, you know, luckily, <laughs> luckily, this is not something I've had a lot of personal experience with. Arriving at, yeah, arriving at the recruiting office and zapping a bunch of hippies, the boys only have one question. What kind of firepower do you guys got?
1: Oh, and, God. And then they just have a gushing sex- uh, session with this fucking
0: <laughs> yeah. like, recruiter. After being shown some truly amazing guns by the recruiter, our heroes are happy to join the Space Marines. Um, and while, you know, their natural aggression really helps them, their antisocial nature doesn't um, yeah. <laughs> as they get training. After, like, you know, a good, like, couple days of training, they're sent off to a Gaiaogia, which we'll recall the boys restarted the war with last episode. It's a land of swamps, slime, and disease without a single expensive foreign restaurant to be found. No! the specifics like the specifics of what dr and are into is so weird
1: yeah it really fucking is
0: because they also like fancy restaurants and like uh like like food like i think dr even talks about like eating like some vegan delicacy or something
1: yeah no it's just like oh maybe i was poisoned by this vegan food or something as a as a means to sort of push away his insanity
0: it's funny to see the word vegan in 1984 i gotta say like i feel like that feels like such a a modern thing i guess but yeah so uh we start with the letter from dr to Quinch's mom as we see our two fellows marching through the Gaioji squamp or uh, well i mean Quinch is marching as dr rides on his back uh, DR pleads for Quinch's mom to get them out of there. And in more violent news, while on patrol, our guys seem to have found the enemy camp, so they blast it with the bazooka nuker, only Hooray! for it to turn out to be their own camp. Oh, Whoops. no. <laughs> After a series of incredibly vociferous excuses, DR and Quinch are tossed in the brig, specifically Cubicle 15 with the man monster confronted by the beast dr can only say one thing how's it going polger that's
1: great it's their old buddy from last episode i love that (laughs) he keeps coming back and he's just more crazy than ever
0: (laughs) yeah making a friend in military prison these guys are gonna solo their way out of (laughs) here man anyhow the final prog begins with a poem We could be sat on sun-kissed fields and watch the bufflunks grazing. Instead, we're locked up in Gaia Goji, which is, like, totally amazing.
1: (laughs) I think that's kind of, like, the opposite of of how they're feeling. It's weird, because he's very... He calls it his first incredibly sensitive war poem.
0: That's right. (laughs) Yeah, totally, like, locked in a penal dungeon. I got... Again, I want to say just the way that, like... Dr. and Quinch Wright With all these uh, likes and absolutely amazing's and things, I feel I feel very seen by these <laughs> these <laughs> comics. I,
1: I feel like uh, you know, Conrad. Like, if you and I were homicidal maniacs, this yeah, is how, we, how we deal with a lot of our problems?
0: I really, I, I really like it's it's me- it messes me up a little bit.
1: Because um, like, I can understand so much what he's saying.
0: I feel like you're one. I feel, I feel like 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 you know if if you had a pompadour and I had slightly more tusks, we could BDR and quench really easily. Oh, man,
1: if you had slightly more <laughs> tusks, I yeah. would be so into that. Totally, but it's bottom it's bottom tusks, not that top tusk or side tusk garbage. I don't
0: I don't care I don't care for a side tusk. That's horrifying. I know and, right. And, and anyhow we're locked in with dr quinch and polger and uh and polger but polger has a plan uh yes the plan does involve the frilly dress he's put on they're breaking out
1: oh man it's great it's got like a it's got like a flower print it's got a little bow on the top it's low cut yeah it's it's low low cut and
0: and it's like yeah and, like, hammed up to the hip, too. Like, this is a sexy garment. <laughs> and, and
1: very fit for his needs. You can see his back swole muscles and his yeah. giant gorilla arms.
0: Poger knows he looked good, all right? Oh. But so they're they're breaking out. Poker has carved a huge gun out of a bar of soap. He has carved a uh, bunch of plastic explosives into a bar of soap. And he's got this escape hatch. Uh, his oh. plan is to use the dress to seduce some guards then h- hide them in this escape tunnel. he's also dug and then they'll hold those guards hostage until they're until they're freed.
1: It all makes perfect sense, except all of it. Why don't we just use?
0: The escape tunnel. That's what. D- that's Dr's point, and Pull just like, ah, it's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> so they go into this tunnel, and it's a really huge tunnel, like gigantic. And Dr's like, oh man, like, did you dig all this yourself? That's really awesome. That's He's awesome. Like, no, yeah. nah, man, this thing was dug by a guy-goji monster called a Snufflegris.
1: A Snufflegruff, by the way, because when it's looking for you, it snuffles, and when it finds you. It gruffles.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's good. I'm not getting, it's the noises super, they actually use. Super true. Gruffles. Yeah. And it's also a giant mole monster. It doesn't looks very... That's got just a lot of teeth and a lot of anger. Um, mole
1: monsters. I am not down on mole monsters. Yeah. Mole and men, it, mole monsters, mole people. I'm
0: sorry. Anti-mole. No, that's tough. The monster is not impressed by Polger's uh, soap gun, and so it's time to run. Uh, the... <laughs> Boys escape and uh, they find another like hatchway thing that seems to lead into another cell or another escape tunnel or something. They head into it and they find that it's inhabited by. Oh man, it's crazy, Chrissy!
1: Oh man! They're back, (laughs) they're reunited, finally, after, like, two or three episodes. Yeah,
0: real quick, all soldiers leave a girl behind that worships and adores them, but mine's here on Guy Goji 2, which is, like, unbelievably awesome.
1: (laughs) But, like, he really likes to end situations where I don't think he's super happy with awesome.
0: It's hard to tell how sarcastic is or not. But anyhow, next time, the snuffle gruffs of War! Oh.
1: That's awesome. Do they harness the power of the snuffle graph?
0: I mean, I feel like any and all bets are off when it comes to DR and Quinch. They do real ridiculous crazy things constantly. I'm so
1: into it. God. <laughs> fucking so great. Just love this like bizarre escape plan hatched by this this war veteran who they who <laughs> they started the war with? Everything is connected.
0: Totally. They are the
1: reason for everything.
0: Yeah, no, it's real awesome. It's real. Um, you know, Alan Moore just letting loose and uh, and getting silly and stuff. I did read a funny article, a funny interview with Alan Moore for like 2080s tenth anniversary, where he actually um, apologized and completely disavowed Dr. and Quinch, which is ridiculous. Whoa. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about it. We'll talk about it more in a little bit. But yeah. It's just a funny take on it. But yeah, okay. We're moving on because we got a talking, speaking of terrifying disasters, Fox. Or I guess of oh, man. criminals bothering you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's... Bothering you. Yeah, you know, whatever. Thrill 3, Judge Dread. This is
1: like the Uber of protection, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Script robot. <laughs> I think it actually is. Uh, script robot John Wagner and Alan Grant is TB Grover. Art robot Ian Gibson is Emberton. Uh, letting robot. Oh, and Ron Smith. Letting robot Tom Frame. Hey, Fox.
1: Hey. You- what, what's up, Conrad?
0: <laughs> are you tired of being mugged? Sure, yeah. we all are. But I mean, I am other people won't hurt won't help and anti mugger gear has been banned there's got to be a course. better way
1: <laughs> that's what i'm talking about god this you're you're speaking to my needs
0: that's right and now there is with gardoped oh tell me more yeah well Gardo Peg, ped is a service of, uh where they send where you get a big tough guy dressed as a superhero to escort you around to protect you from mugging uh, if a cook comes if a crook comes after you they'll beat the crap out of him to the extent that the law allows
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's what I really it, it's a through line through this as well self-defense ordinance 23 I loved it
0: yeah you gotta you know you can only beat people up so much um dread doesn't like it. But it's sort of the hard part of like, well, yeah, but you know there aren't enough judges to actually like protect everybody in the city like from mugging and stuff. So they got to do something to to keep uh, to keep safe, and uh, that's or at least that's what a uh, Kent Kent Fassbinder of the Gardo Pet Company says, um, as
1: CEO and major stakeholder.
0: That's right. It's, uh, it's tough, though, because the Gardo Peds actually seem to be working, but now, like, all the muggers are just going after the people who can't afford Gardo Peds, or, or G-Men, as they're called. And meanwhile, there's also a crazed start of people hassling G-Men, because people of Mega City 1 are not good dudes, so they're like, oh. By, like,
1: <laughs> by hassling, he means throwing food, yes, but also dropping food. Couches on top of them, or just shooting them outright.
0: Yeah, listen, I mean, murder is a form of hassling. I think we can all agree on that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real hassle. Yeah, but so, now it means that, like, the... Judges are even, like, things are even worse because now the judges have to, like, there's a w- huge increase in muggings of one group of people. And then the same people that used to be getting mugged are now having to deal with, um, the, the, uh, the, this, uh, anti-G-man craze. It's ridiculous.
1: So it's just no one's winning. So you know what? Yeah. Let's cut our losses and just let people wear the big spiky suits again. Yeah,
0: yeah. M- Magruder decides to lift the ban on anti-mugging suits. They lighten up the statutes on self-defense, and an official warning is sent to mugger. Uh, to sent to muggers to mug someone wearing anti mu- an anti-mugging suit at your own risk.
1: Yep. Yeah, if um, murder happens or death. Uh, sorry. For injury or death sustained while mugging, you
0: are completely responsible. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, the uh, Suna City is full of heavily armored citizens, and Kent Fastbinder is reduced to mugging people himself, and is instantly killed by an anti-mugging suit. Uh, I, I impaled I upon the spikes in his helmet.
1: <laughs> the, his chest which used to say, like, GardoPed or whatever, now says mugoped
0: Yeah, it's good. He tried to rebrand. It was not successful. Um, man, it's hard to make a fortune here in Mega City One.
1: <laughs> really is. Um, yeah. But I, I guess uh, an easy way to do that might be to just sit at home well, and collect your sweet stipend.
0: That's <laughs> true. But first got to talk about uh, some... Clerical work here at Mega City One Fox. So, you know, the, oh, yeah. the Apocalypse War destroyed a lot of Mega City One. A ton of it. Um, and now our, ci- all the city sectors, which used to be nicely numbered, the numbering's all messed up. So, here comes Judge Barrett to fix it all. But man, you know, people like their sector numbers, dude. You don't want to, like, change somebody's number that they've had their whole life. And plus, people also are worried that they're going to be moved to some other place instead of just being renumbered. And it's just a huge headache uh sector blocks Fighting
1: ensues
0: yeah violence ensues of course it's Mega City one sector blocks declare independence people are committing suicide it's just crime all over the place um it seems that the judges forgot bob's law which is all it takes is one person to do something stupid and all the rest are, are sure to join in <laughs> Um, but they can't cancel the plan because it would seem like caving in. Nor can they arrest the whole city, so it's time to bring in Bob's law number two, which is when all else fails, bribe them.
1: That's great, and then they just find like the cutest uh, judge they can, Judge Tap, who yeah. announces to everyone, "Hey." You don't have to move. And you know what? If you don't move, you
0: get 100 credits. If you sign a document saying that you accept this new number and will not make a big deal about it, everybody gets 100
1: credits. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, snap. I Yeah, 100 credits sounds great.
0: 100 credits, I'm down. Everybody immediately agrees. But now we got to pay like 42 billion credits to everybody.
1: Well, that's really hard how are we going to fix this guys
0: i mean let's tax something we got to do a tax what are we going to tax well i mean the first suggestion is a sector relocation tax that just puts us back in the same uh same pot we were in before um we could do a sidewalk a slidewalk tax there's no tax slidewalk taxes currently but not everybody uses those so it won't be seen as fair so how about a clean air tax to pay for this thing hey everyone has to breathe air That's true. And just for grins, let's make it 105 credit tax, so we make some money on the deal.
1: Yeah, get (laughs) some extra cash flow, Justice Department.
0: Which takes us to Bob's Law number three. What the Justice Department giveth, the Justice Department can easily taketh away. (laughs)
1: Like, without... Much of a problem,
0: apparently. I mean, it's just sort of how it goes. You know, these guys used to be beaten down and stuff. And, you know, it's everybody's trying to find, like, to make their mark in Mega City 1. It's a hard thing to do. And that's why we gotta learn the story of Citizen Snork! The nose nose. Oh, yeah. So this, I, I, I love this story because it's just a, uh, it's just a crazy Mega Citizens and Mega City 1 story, which are some of my favorites. Um, so there's not a lot of work to do in Mega City 1, of course, so people have to amuse themselves and a couple, in various ways. Uh, Aloysius Snor- uh, Snork wears a bat suit oh, and flies through the city as the easy glider, which seems pretty awesome, actually. I love his wife, Malaria Snork. <laughs> yeah, Malaria Snork used to be a wrestler, but now she just kind of sits around all day, just in various places. Sometimes she goes to her friend's house and sits around there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Meanwhile, their son, James Fenimore Snork, wants more. He wants to be somebody. And after seeing a show about various Megacity One folks doing dumb stuff called Just Plain Stupid, he gets an idea. I get the feeling that a lot of the show, like, like, Besides just plain stupid, there's a couple other TV shows in this story that I'm 100% positive are also British, um, like, you know, shows on, oh, on TV at the time. Like, that would just be sort of like do dumb stuff shows. You know, we have those here in America too, of course. Yes. Like, there's a Guinness Booker World Record show and a bunch of other things, you know, like, oh, pop your eyes out. out. Whoa, look at that guy pop his, eye, pop his eyes out. Um, <laughs>
1: put your hand in all of these bugs
0: yeah so he's watching this show and he and snork sees the guy with the biggest nose in mega city one well, doesn't have that big a nose so <laughs> come on i could
1: do a big a nose
0: yeah dad. so he decides to do something about it he goes to the local block doctor to get a new giant nose and the doc agrees Doc
1: is actually really excited. Doc is
0: super into it for like a robot that just kind of wants to do something. Over the course of of four months and a nose-growing montage, Snork's nose is gigantic. It's
1: 13 centimeters.
0: But the question is, Fox, where's Judge Dredd in all this story? And the answer is nowhere. Yeah, he's
1: just like, it's not that important. I mean, yes...
0: Well, he's not the even nose. talking about the nose craze yet. This is just like I love this one at the end of 356, where it's just like, "Where's Judge Dredd in this?" Nah, nowhere. He's across town fighting some gangs. You know, yeah. like he'll he'll show up later. Hit, uh, hang tight. That's, really <laughs> That's when we get w- when we'll have the meeting of a man with a nose for crime versus a man with a crime for a nose. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> so we come back in the final proc here in 357 with another nose growth montage and this oh. robo doc Ooh, he's so into it
1: he's like um, really it's just like pushing him the whole time you gotta exercise you gotta yeah, push this out
0: total nose the tiger kind of thing um oh wow but it works because snork gets famous man he's appearing on a bunch of Mega City one talk shows he gets a diamond nose pin he's so rich and he's oh, like, he's wow. selling a whole bunch of like nose based books and stuff. He's going advanced
1: on advanced nosometry, the optimum
0: nose. There's a bunch of terrifying nose books. They just got pictures of his big, bulbous, like nose appendage in him. That's oh. real disturbing, honestly. It's <laughs> real gross looking. This guy's got a big dick nose, guys. We're all them sl- yeah, putting it out there. Um, or maybe a big, like. Like, well, I want to say egg, like, it's kind of shaped like an eggplant, but I guess in England it's like an aubergine or whatever. But yeah, you know what I that's mean? That's
1: everywhere in Europe. They call it aubergine.
0: Yeah, it's an eggplant, guys. Uh, yep. Because it's Looks purple. Like an egg. Yeah, because it's, cause it's purple an egg. like an egg. Fuck you. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> Anyhow, eventually. Oh, oh, sorry. So yeah, so there is a craze starting of noses, and a judge is worried. It's like, oh, but what if we go down this slippery slope and trans like so people have big noses? Like, who cares?
1: Yeah, it's just literally it's just like, <laughs> why are we talking about that? Yeah.
0: So so on um uh so on a show, Snork is confronted by his rival Herbivore Bung! They've both got giant noses!
1: Bung, why are you trying to steal my stees, dude?
0: Seriously. It's put to the test, but in the end, Snork is found to have the biggest schnoz, to be King Konk. The two of them argue backstage of the TV show. Um, They press
1: their noses together. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, what's the big idea? I'm like, oh, God. No, uh,
0: I don't like this. (laughs) No. When suddenly the lights go out, and when they come back on, Herbivore's Bung, Bung's nose is missing! And
1: it's not like a hole where his nose should be. It's like a regular nose is on his face.
0: Yeah, they show, like, you get a sense of what's going on with it, but they mercifully don't show us the whole deal with it. Yeah. Um, Snork is quickly cleared of the nose theft, and that means it can only be the Collector! I guess. Let's jump to conclusions. Who the fuck's that? I mean, you know, the Collector's this criminal has been stealing all of Mega City One's human, odd- human oddities. Oh, God. He Did won't... It? What... Like, they talk about, like...
1: did he steal Otto Sump's face? Because, like, damn.
0: I mean, presumably Otto Sump is rich enough to have enough security guards to avoid his face being stolen, you know? Um, That's fair. But the Collector definitely won't settle for number two in terms of noses, and that means he'll be coming back for (laughs) Citizen Snork! Next time, The Collection. I mean, I guess if you want, like,
1: human appendages as yes. a thing. We're going to get to okay. see the
0: Collector's Collection next episode, and it's going to be pretty terrifying. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> oh, I'm fun it. stuff. I love Citizen Snork because I just love shouting Citizen Snork. Um, it's basically a Future Ever reference, but I don't care. It's a lot of fun. Um, Man,
1: I love big nose comedy, that's all right.
0: It's real weird <laughs> pretty funny, <laughs>
1: I must say so bizarre
0: mega city one fucking bizarre yeah mega city one's super weird and speaking of uh, weird stuff i don't know whatever stuff it's (laughs) non-thrills covers and nerve setters man i gotta save wolf i'm gonna shoot your faces off always prog 354 easy meet carlos iscara draws johnny and wolf ambushed in the killing and the Nerve Center Tharg the Wookie talks up all the various 2000 AD products coming out this year, including a. Uh, oh, sorry. And letters include a picture of a Nort SAS troopers, a uh, complaint about the voting slips in 2000 AD ruining the covers, a weird letter from some ladies who work at a museum, and some nerdy corrections about a cover. Oh, and then finally, a short kid who's getting called Uko at school because he's so short. Oh, Ha-ha. that's Unzar Jazz. Totally on As Mid-prog, there's some more Earthlit art. Everybody there won 10 pounds, which is awesome. There's Tharg walking the space dog, an age progression of Rogue Trooper, which I like a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. The gross-ass eyes of Slough Feg. And oh, a my gu-
1: favorite is yeah. this one, facial then, fitness.
0: Yeah, a guy-to-face flattening to look like Judge Dredd. It's basically a guy who uh, hits himself in the face with a bat, and thus his face is perfectly fit- shaped to fit into Judge Dredd's helmet. <laughs> Zar-Jaz. indeed. Prog 355, Slough Throt summons the birds in a Cam Kennedy cover. And it's kind of interesting, I think, because, um, you know, Kennedy, Cam Kennedy does does two slain covers this month. And McMahon's doing the art. It's just kind of funny when someone else does the art. Yeah. Does the cover versus the inside art, I guess.
1: I'm guessing just to give you a break.
0: Maybe. Tharg the Supernova welcomes us to the Prog. There's a picture of your, the, the chaotic and letters of reading 2008 at great heights including the Matterhorn and Pikes Peak there's also a letter that calls out something that we mi- that we shamefully missed when we were talking about it, fox which is how Skiz huh. showed up and did a cameo in the rogue trooper Gazba story what? yeah you you can see him in there we were we 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 missed it and that's on us i'm i I've, 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 I've already apologized when that episode came out i assure you really <laughs> yeah
1: I didn't even notice.
0: You gotta keep you gotta keep your eyes peeled, man. Um there's also an Yeah, there's also an ad-in here for the Glasgow Comic Mart. And mid there's some um, old school fan art, which I also like, and also won ten dollars or ten pounds each. There's a picture of Matt Talon, AALN One, Return to Armageddon, Meltdown Man, and even Star Lord. Oh my god, this
1: is some old school shit. It
0: is someone, uh, someone some brought 19-
1: back Matt Talon.
0: Some nineteen eighties stuff. Um and then the prog ends with a nice pinup of Tharg that's unsigned, but looks like an Eric Bradbury one to me. Um,
1: He's mighty. He's
0: Tharg. Yeah.
1: He has the in his name. Always Tharg the mighty.
0: And then the mighty Tharg. It goes both ways. Prog three fifty six. Citizen Snork. Uh, snork-, of- <laughs> snork is real good. I like Ron Smith drawing Batman as the uh, as like the wingsuit guy. That's real funny. Like with the blue and yeah. the gray color scheme and stuff. Um, in the nerve center. Tharg Normal says the two thousand AD has won yeah. a news agent award for selling comics quickly. Meanwhile okay. letters what?
1: That's awesome! Really? Yeah,
0: they're just like like this is the this is the magazine that flies off the shelves the fastest. We thank you for this. I'm not sure if that's actually real, but um, it's it sounds cool. Um, meanwhile, letters ask about hero harnesses, translations for various Tharg words, covering textbooks in 2000 AD covers, and someone theorizes that Dread always wears his helmet because he's bald. That's not true. No. Um, in Prog 357, it's Slane vs. the Berserks in another Cam Kennedy cover. A, a small nerve center this week as Tharg the Lone Thriller is stoked that we like Slane and D.R. and Quinch. And there's a picture of a Dax on Warriors and questions about Judge Giant and how it's great reading 2000
1: AD. Judge Giant's gone, buddy.
0: Yeah, it's a funny one because it's about the uh the 2080 annual that has like a a feature on mm. Judge Giant and sort of says that like you know he's a action packed dude like his father and this writer not being aware that of like the Harlem Heroes and stuff like thinks that oh, that means whoa. that that Dread is Giant's father or something and nah whoa. man get out of here no no. Um, <laughs> no. But speaking of uh things that have been shortened, Fox, I guess, it's uh Thrill four Rogue Trooper. Yeah, it takes a little bit of a breaky. That's right. Script robot Jerry Finley Day, art robot Cam Kennedy, Letting Robot Bill Nuttall. So Colonel Covert, this uh North or sorry, Souther secret agent guy that's put rogue on a mission to the planet Torpor is uh, contacting Rogue as he's fighting his way through a Fucking Nort base. finally. Yeah, full of primitive Nort GIs. There's a shuttle coming to pick him up, Fox, and he's got to be on it. <laughs>
1: well, best take a hostage and get the fuck out of here.
0: That's right. Rogue takes a Nort officer hostage and quickly escapes the base, taking out snipers and such as he goes. And, like, as a shuttle arrives, the officer tries to take down Rogue with, like, a, a hypno-hypo syringe. But Rogue sees it coming and, like, you know, just puts gunner in his face like get out of here it's so um, like
1: dude i've got a backpack that's gonna scan your butt what do you think right. is gonna
0: happen yeah butts fully scanned dude uh, <laughs> rogue climbs aboard covert ships or covert's ship but covert's goon ditches both the officer and rogue's body weight bag as they take off huh. rogue goes to confront covert but suddenly feels a massive shock wave the entire moon of torpor has been destroyed
1: It's doorboard. Next prog. The reason why?
0: Also, uh, they cam. There's a disconnect in 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 discussion here because Rogue still has the body weight bag on when he's talking to Covert as the planet. Oh, yeah, he does have it on. That's right, paying attention to these art things. Once bitten, twice shy. Uh, so Rogue Trooper's wow. pretty pissed that Covert has used him as a patsy to blow up the plant via Moon Torpor. Even as Covert offers to give him the location of the Trader General, Rogues just like, screw this, I went out of this deal. And he heads to the docking bay to leave on a capsule from Covert's ship. Only after covert catches the capsule in a tractor beam do we see that Rogue has actually stolen a spacesuit and a yeah. and a soul glider and a yes. sun legioning his way back to New Earth.
1: Yes, sun legioning back to Earth. I want to do that. Yeah,
0: he flies into the into that massive chem cloud we talked about last episode and disappears from covert's radar. And that's it for Rogue. He'll be back next episode, just taking a break.
1: Nice. I mean he doesn't take that many. Dude deserves no. it. Yes,
0: yeah, so we've definitely just sort of seen like a little like sort of side piece of the uh the dark the darker parts of the mm-hmm. Southers war against the Norts. you know? Awesome. Both sides are evil. That's right. And speaking of everybody being evil and things being awesome, fucks. Oh my god. It's Thrill Five Strontium
1: Dog. I've been waiting the whole time for this. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Script robot Alan Grant, art robot Carlos Scara, letting robot Jack Potter and Tony Jacob. Oh, man, we're back with the killing, buddy. That's going to be awesome. Coming soon from Space Spinner 2000 video game department. Oh, God. Yeah, murder ritual slash battle royale on the planet Zed, and our buddy Wolf has been tagged by deadly poison, so now Johnny Alpha's taking him to get medical treatment.
1: But, you know, I I love how... We set this episode up before. It's like, oh, we're hiding out in this thing. They don't know it's Johnny Alpha coming. And what does Johnny do every time before he goes into yeah, a he building? He man, checks he it use out with his laser with, eyes.
0: Yeah, he checks it out with his alpha eyes and sees that these guys are waiting for him, man. So he does something pretty cool, I think, Because he runs forward. He shoots an electro flare into the clinic to blind the guys. And then mm-hmm. he throws Wolf's hammer through the window, so that they think that someone's jumped through the window and start blasting it's each so other. Fucking smart! It's real good. Johnny takes down the other guy, ga- takes down another shooter in an alleyway, just sort of over his shoulder, and then uh, dr- and then the other goon and drags Wolf into the med station, only to find the poison chest has been melted. No, they went crazy and shot everything. That's rough. That's what. That's the downside of blinding dudes. You know, is that they mm-hmm. sort of lose targeting ability. Thinking fast, Johnny gets on the vid phone and Hunger Games it up, which is, uh, when you're in a battle... which is Die Hard in a Battle Royale when you demand a poison (laughs) antidote from the contest directors. (laughs) It's Hunger Games 1. Anyhow, the directors balk at first but give in, you know, because after all, this will just make the point in the fight when Johnny and Wolf have to kill each other all the more delicious.
1: They, they basically just laugh about, like, man, I love watching friends kill each other.
0: That's the best one. These guys are just full-on hedonism bot um <laughs> as they watch yes. this think like, It's great. So, Wolf is getting better, and the despots are stoked for the upcoming friend killing. Meanwhile, Wolf does the math, and they've made over a million credits so far.
1: Man, they're millionaires. I mean, man. I guess they're splitting it 50-50, but, you know, it's just close enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what kind of life partner arrangement Johnny and Wolf have, you know.
1: Oh. Um, but uh Bros. Bros forever.
0: That's right. So they head out and and when they do they hear there's only 21 participants left and Wolf's like, "Oh man, all those guys we could have killed, all the money we could have made." <laughs> <laughs> <This> <laughs> there's is the
1: only limitation he has.
0: Yeah, there's a great murder montage after this as we get down to 12 to 12 participants. As including uh, five, well now four of them members of the Smiling Osmond Gang. Fox, are you aware of the Osmond Brothers? No, they're like a band, like like an an early boy group, or uh, yeah, in like, uh, like like the early eighties. Um, okay, like one of like later, um, d- like. And there was like a and then like the youngest one was like Donnie Osmond and he had like a sister. and they had a popular uh, talk show for a long time in America called wow. uh, the Donnie and Marie Show. But they were just mm-hmm. sort of, uh, yeah, they were just sort of. I think they were Mormon. I want to say they oh. definitely like smiled a lot and like kind of sang songs and things like that. Um, All right. But so that's what that's what the Osmongs here are making fun of, just for the record. Got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, just trying to bring you up to speed. Uh, we no, see that cool. we see them take out another top competitor, vicious, malicious, with a combination of a Who's cyanide take- gas and a flying bullet. <laughs> that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like, he, this dude, Vicious Malicious, has been going through everybody, like, totally. you know, super easy. They shoot him with a fucking, like, floaty pellet, and then they all just shoot him. Shoot at as he, he
0: floats in the air, yeah, it's awesome. Um, meanwhile, Johnny and Wolf are zeroing in on this murder droid called Steel Krieg. Um, oh, as yeah. they go, they pass this guy. Uh, another killer was hanging from a light light post. Uh, Barnack, Spar- uh, Sprax. They're bummed they didn't get a chance to kill him. But as they pass, uh, Sprax like, realizes that he was playing possum and he pulls a gun and he's going to shoot him in the back. Oh my God, how are we going to get out of this situation? Yeah, the guys move. So the guys get going and when suddenly Wolf realizes that Sprax Bardic Sprax's people don't usually have gun chains and realizes that it's a trap as they do- and they dodge and then shoot him down. Because oh, Sprax was hanging from this light post and he had like his gun chained to his wrist so that he could grab it when he stopped playing dead, basically. Smart. Anyhow, the guys are going after Steel Krieg, who is hiding in the top floor of this this temple, waiting for others to come after him. Meanwhile, the Osmongs are gunning after the Thang, brother of the Thing. Uh, the, I love that he's the Thang. The Thang runs into crossfire from another pair of killers and tries to get a truce, but gets blasted instead, <laughs> and his blasters are in turn blasted by the Osmongs. It's now... Dude, it's yeah, real it,
1: great, and the...
0: It's pretty good, man. Now it's just the four Osmongs, Johnny Wolf, and Steel Krieg. Oh god. So the guys go after Steel Krieg, but he's ready for him. He's like in the, at the top of this temple that's got a big spiral staircase leading up to it. And oh, when yeah, Johnny Wolf right. come after him, he just like lights up his flamethrower and just blasts it down a spiral staircase, like burning anybody who tries to come up after him.
1: Fucking bottlenecking cheater
0: you know well you know that's why yeah camping's for for noobs buddy Uh, especially when people have extra abilities in this case when johnny pulls out his number three cartridge and shoots through the ceiling into steel krieg's like the flame pack for his flamethrower and makes him blow up so awesome.
1: 60% impairment left limb. Main armament destroyed. Imperative. Seek protection behind secondary defenses.
0: Yeah, Steel Creek makes his way up to the belfry of this big tower. As Johnny and Wolf give chase. But they- not
1: before stopping into each other in a comical bumping up against the guy who stops
0: they humorously bump into each other as johnny realizes that steel creek has put a mine in the staircase they gotta be careful not to walk on it and because they had to wait to do that they've lost the uh, advantage of surprise so instead johnny does things the smart way and uh Grabs the control of the temple's bell and activates them in a crazy ping dong that causes a massive vibration and disintegrates Steel Krieg like, com- like a like like a common uh, Marvel Comics Venom. Wow, it's a comic book version of Venom, I'll have you know. Um, anyhow, beautiful. N- now it's just the dogs and the Osmongs. So well, next time, time to murder little Chimbley Osmong. Okay, then you know. Like, Donnie and Marie were like, I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll, whatever. Oh, anyhow. okay. Anyhow. I know that song. Yeah, yeah, anyhow, speaking of things that are vaguely familiar, Fox, it's... Vaguely? Th- Thrill Six, Time Twisters. Kind of. So, script about Chris Lauders, Jack Adrian, art robot Jesus Rondo, letting robot Pete Knight. Just some time twisters here, because Rogue's taking some time off. Um... Infinity Inc. is this time tour place, and they're going on a big tour of time, as you do. They're loading up the ship with all these tourists, including an old rich guy, his hot nurse, various other folks, including a doting mother, and her jerk kid, Jimmy Jiscoen.
1: And since this is a time-related story, and there is a jerk-ass kid, that jerk-ass kid is going to do some stuff, I imagine, and then get eaten by a dinosaur, one would hope.
0: One would hope um immediately the kid beats up the tour guide and has apparently brought some pets rat pet rats aboard like mark that down for later um they travel to see a 19th century sailing ship and the kid ejects the old guy in a wheelchair out the airlock at them this caused the sailor to abandon their ship the mary celeste because we can't have one of these time travel things without a mary celeste (laughs) (laughs) i guess not Marie celeste whatever whatever in, a, in Genoa in 1348, the kid tries to sell the hot nurse for 85 golden ducats. Ugh, and then when the slaving pirates, like, go turn the deal on him, he throws his rats at them. And it's revealed that uh, his dad works at, like, a weapon research facility. and Bio-warfare so warfare
1: research station.
0: Yeah, so they're bioresearch rats, which means that now they've started the Black Death because these rats had the plague. Great. Uh, next Prague, the tour continues the quick flyover of Roman City, which leads Jimmy to use a thermo grenade to set off the uh, eruption of Pompeii. Um, the kid gets tied up and the tour continues. They go to Rome, where the tour guide sees that the entire tour group has been fed to the lions by order of Jimmy, who has gotten free, and has befriended Nero, who then quickly goes mad because he, Jimmy gave him his Rubik's Cube, and <laughs> Nero burns down the city of Rome and all that stuff. <sighs> all right, then. Anyhow, the tour guide and the time pilot, the only survivors except for Jimmy, decide to uh, get rid of this kid, and they maroon <laughs> him deep in history. Hey, why not? They head home having a bad day, only for the tour guide to overhear um, another tour guide is, like describe how they're going to go see like the Mongols and the evil, uh, you know, Genghis Khan. And then he starts putting it together: Jimmy Jis Cohen, Jimmy Genghis Cohen. G- we created Genghis Khan. I,
1: I don't know if I would jump to those conclusions, but I guess. I mean whatever, the kid could also just be dead. No, no, no. no.
0: All the worst disasters are caused by time travelers. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Oh man, uh, I'm I'm like uh I'm on the opposite end of that of the butterfly effect. I'm like, well, if you're traveling back through time, probably everything that happened is still going to happen. It's assuming that you went back through time, man. Ah, so
0: just now it's caused by little jerk kids and stuff. I see. Yeah. Exactly. Anyhow, <laughs> Dude, jesus with that fox the question remains what were your top and bottom thrills for this february 1984
1: good lord conrad this is a fast month
0: yeah the, i mean I... there was a ton of action this month like a lot yeah. of stories just had a, so much action that means that like it's hard for me to sort of like recap like just the blow by blow of slaying killing dudes and stuff um oh, i'd hardly yeah i'd hardly suggest everybody check this stuff out though because there's some really great stuff but like especially i'd well whatever there's some really good stuff uh fox what did you like what was bad <laughs> uh, <gee.
1: laughs> it, it's hard because uh once again like i feel like all of this shit's real good uh especially when action is the main part of the comic or like some funnies mm-hmm. so here's the deal like I love slain and I love sky pirates and I love dr and Quinch. they're real good and real funny but man I, I like I love this chauntium dog story so
0: much all right
1: I just love it I love uh, improvisation from from Johnny Alpha who is in effect a Superman but he's a Superman in all these smart ways not a Superman hmm. just because he's really great and can make a good uh, shooting uh i i love um like that they're here to collect money i love like wolf's counterplay of just like man now we're gonna earn less money like he was just about yeah. to die he's i love still just like
0: yeah i love wolf constantly that. count ca- counting things up and like just really keeping real steady track of how many bounties they've won and stuff like that I
1: feel like he's just really excited for all that sweet sweet paper absolutely yeah, it was just super good. For Bottom, man...
0: Wait, wait, so so Team Dogs are top?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a clear Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. For me. I love it. I'm excited to see where it goes, because I feel like we're kind of nearing the end of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, for Bottom, I don't normally do this because it's two, but I can't blame any of the other ones, man. I, like, Time Twisters, whatever. Oh, like, man. Fine. They were fine. I don't hate them right but like in comparison right like i'm not gonna put slain on the bottom no i have a dr and quench on the bottom <laughs> mm-hmm. fuck i'm not gonna put dread on the bottom that shit was funny this week that was yeah great. totally was very on the nose
0: Ah, like, you bastard
1: <laughs> <laughs> and rogue trooper like i actually like this this part of the story he's going and i'm looking forward to having him back i was mm-hmm. very sad that that he just suddenly went away. So, yeah, man, I'm gonna just say time twisters. What were you doing there? Just keep making some cool, some cool Souther getting
0: yeah. hunted
1: rogue stuff.
0: Totally. <laughs> How
1: about you, Conrad? What was you What was you tapping about?
0: Oh man, you know this is real good stuff. um Just in general, I'm gonna so. I, my top two, yeah, uh, like I was gonna say earlier that yeah, like it's great. Where there's a lot of action and like Slain and and uh, and Strontium Dog both had that in Spades this month of just like good gunfighting, awesome, uh, uh, you know, hand to hand fighting and in in, uh, in 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 space. I love Citizen Snork. That's a really funny story. Really yes. good dread this month of just like um, yeah, like you said, I'm just like like all the stories pretty much were all just like these sort sort of funny ones, which is. You know, filling that sort of role that 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 Robo Hunter often filled of sort of being mm-hmm. a, a counterpoint to some of the more serious stuff elsewhere in in the comic. You know, Um mm-hmm. still, I'm going to give my top to Slain this this yeah, month because yeah, it's so, so good. And I love McMahon's art so much—the way he draws all the fighting and like the people going crazy on each other. The A way picture he draws bulls blood. Yeah, the way he draws like uh, Slough Throt, like casting spells and stuff, is really cool. Yeah, um, it's just all really great. Um, for my bottom, <sighs> I know it's hard. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your lead and say that and, <laughs> and s- say the Time Twister. Um, this, this didn't is need so to be, out of place. Yeah, I just it didn't need to be a two-parter. Um and it was no. sort of it was fine. It's fine, but you know, it's a really it really pales in comparison to the rest of these um stories, you know? Yeah,
1: and it's rough because I I am actually more bought in now to Rogue than I ever have been.
0: Oh, that's and yeah, that's like. Yeah, it's a bummer to have a break in rogue. I'm I'm stoked that you're into rogue, by the way, though. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is this is a new development. Like it was not it was not my go to and now yeah. I'm just like, oh man, I wanna know what's I know, I wanna know yeah. what's going on with this guy. He's gonna totally. hunt him. Everybody's yeah. hunting you.
0: I also think it's a bummer just that um, these time these two time twisters were in the back of the prog and they actually mm-hmm. got um, a color, oh, color page. Color on the back, on the back cover, you know, like that could have been so cool if, like Strontium Dog had had a color page yes. at the end, you know, with or, like
1: with like the the bell smashing the guy to yeah, death.
0: or slain too. I mean, just any of the oh, uh, yeah. and. Or actually, no, just anybody else, honestly, getting that <laughs> slot. Like, I was gonna, I was gonna start naming things. I was like, well, they're all good. Like, you know, Dredder, Dredd's already got two pages, not him, but like, yeah, Slain, DR and Quinch, Strontium Dog. I'd love to see all those have a color page at the end, you know? Um, it's so it's a bummer really to not get better. that to, uh, that could sort of be wasted almost on, um, on a time twister, you know?
1: I mean, we get. I get angry just because it's those weird Weetabix people sometimes. Dev like some like whatever comic get it. it's like yeah. even worse for whatever
0: reason. <laughs> totally fair, yeah. Oh man, but um, we're in such a great time, and all these comics are so great, and I can't wait to get more. So
1: much fun this month, man! Like it definitely. Was just a, I was surprised at how fast of a read um, mm-hmm. this month really was. Uh, like in comparison to others, like. Like, we haven't done, like, a five-issue one in a minute.
0: No, we're only going to have one this year, for the record. Yeah, exactly.
1: but. But, like, I don't know. Like, the last couple, you know, somebody's dragging, usually. And this yeah. month,
0: it was just like, nah. holy Everything's, shit. Everything's right. light on its speed, yeah, or on its stride, absolutely. Yeah, and I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, or our podcast site at SpaceSpinner2000.com. Feel free to contact us at SpaceSpinner2000 at gmail.com, on the 2080 forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at Space Spinner 2 k For everything else, look up Spinner 2000 and we should be there. And then come back next time as biochips live again, the killing continues, Sector House 9 is haunted, and Slain will begin the Dragon Heist. Dude, I want to make a campaign called the Dragon Heist. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll talk about it next week, but um, anyhow. so Next time, I'm Conrad, he's Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000. (laughs) Sputnik Pro-Free!